South Africa versus America. This video has been a long time coming. It's been really hard to kind of formulate, but just like Einstein, both of these countries come with difficult opportunities. Now, I wanted to jump into a lot of different aspects. What was your biggest struggle moving from South African culture to American culture? Josh, one thing from South Africa that you took into the United States business-wise that's changed the game for you. So we're gonna dive right into all kinds of things from business opportunities, why doing certain things from South Africa has helped me in America, and why certain things in America has helped me as a South African. This is a rare video. I struggled extremely much to make it. It was very personal because I'm from South Africa. My grandpa passed away. This is tribute to my grandpa. There he is, he passed away. Uh, Quite a bit, quite a little bit ago. Uh, so when I first tried to make the video, it was impossible because I just started crying. <laughs> That's how hard uh, this YouTube content stuff is. But this is where I'm from. This is Cape Town. I'm gonna go through each little piece of it, and you guys can get to enjoy it. Something that's absolutely crucial to this video is basically knowing that going from either South Africa to America is just as hard as going from America to South Africa. And the reason for that is because. If you go from America to South Africa, you're coming with kind of like a silver platter of expectations into a country that's way more limited. You know, your Wi-Fi speeds may be slower. You may have like less things that you can do in uh, your capabilities coming from an American type knowledge on stuff. So that's always tricky. Whereas if you come from South Africa, you're coming from a third world country into a first world country. There's a lot of adapting that you have to do and things like that. So not really a fun experience <laughs> um, either way, but there's a lot that you can learn from that going through those different phases. For those of you who don't know, Uncle Elon, Elon Musk is a South African. People don't know this because he doesn't actually verbalize that or even talk about it, which is so bizarre to me. Charlize Theron, another one of those hidden South Africans in America. I, I don't know why they disown their country like that, but who knows, whatever. Maybe they can message us in the comments and let us know why exactly they don't want to be so verbal about where they come from. Um, Trevor Noah is verbal about it, uh, but I love his stand-up for the most part. So if you want to get some South African culture uh, and understand business there, it, this book is a little bit more personable, but it's going to give you the perspective of like how he grew up being in like you know, a family that's on both sides of the, the spectrum, like what I mentioned in the car previously about, you know, how uh, racial things could happen and th that affects your business. Um, Bear Grylls, well, he's not from South Africa, but he has a great clip of him eating a Mopani worm, a delicacy in the African culture. Uh, I will let you go find the video and watch it because it is disgusting uh, and it explodes all over the camera. Yeah, so let's get into this. So, so he has the advantages and disadvantages of South African business versus American business. Now, obviously, it's a strategic location. It's a third world country. You can do things in South Africa that you wouldn't have necessarily done in America. It's got a fav favorable regulatory environment. Like I mentioned, they don't actually enforce things. Uh, it's sophisticated. It's got a sophisticated financial sector. Our Kruger Rand is a gold coin that's very well known throughout the world. You could use it anywhere. Transportation, our infrastructure is extremely good and we're really good at manufacturing as well. Now, South America though, on the other hand, has a favorable economy, economic environment. It's very tech driven. Uh, there's a lot more incentives offered by the government. So for all of you who got PPPs and all that stuff, you go to a third world country, you don't really get that stuff. I think the equivalent was 
was like $80 of a payout versus America where people are getting like five grand, like 15 grand in dollars. It's like insane, insane the way that the economies are so different. I have one big question. This is IBM C Greeley, super awesome college. Josh is working here. Uh, he's got his South African mask on representing. And uh, Katie is the president of this campus. Uh, this is a career college. They do some super cool stuff like they cut hair and they do like medical um, courses. They do some other things too. But anyway, Josh, one thing from South Africa that you took into the United States business-wise that's changed the game for you. I think that people in South Africa um, know how to do relationships very well. They're very social. Uh, they like to become really personal. And uh, being personal isn't always a bad thing as long as you set limitations. Uh, I think being able to relate and be good with relationships with other people, I think can change a lot of things when it comes to business. Cool. Uh, as long as you get to know the people you're working with. Thanks, Brew. And for you, Katie? I think um, work ethic is probably the biggest thing that I found to be the most helpful. Um, people who, who work hard in the US and are determined to work hard, work long hours, generally do well. Um, and I think it's like that probably for most countries, but in South Africa, we really learn to have a very good work ethic. From the time that you're young, um, school starts at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, all, all children are required to do athletics and sports, and it really instills uh, a work ethic in you. And I think if you bring that into business and coming here to the US and taking that into business has been very, very helpful. That has been honestly my secret to success has been a, just a really good work ethic, work hard, go over and above and beyond, and uh, then you'll be successful. Yeah, and you actually took some of your uh, school credits from South Africa, which is a third world country, you brought mm -hmm. them over. How was that experience? I know that went really well for you. Yeah, well, I had done three degrees in South Africa, and I transferred those credits and was then able to do another master's degree here in the US using those credits. So that was an easy process. I just had to have the credentials re-evaluated and um, so that they were translated to US equivalent. And yeah, there was no issues there just because most universities have a very standard procedure when it comes to credits um, that also gets used internationally. So that was an easy, easy transfer. Cool. So there you guys have it. If you want to study, go check out IBMC. They offer a bunch of cool programs and uh, it's worth checking out. What you can also look at is the access to markets is a lot more in the US. Access to skilled labor. People are more educated They, you know, in a, in a way that they, they can kind of do more tasks and things like that. However, if you even look at South Africa's size, we had a $1.8 billion uh, trade deficit where if you look at the US, um, it's probably like in the trillions or like the GDP and all that stuff. So the, the difference is is crazy. Like if you look at Cape Town, our country or like you look at South Africa, our country is the size of Texas to give you perspective. Um, but to leverage like third world stuff, you also can look at the taxes. And one of the crazy thing is, you know, the US, I think the highest the taxes get is like, uh, you know, also pretty high, like 30 percent or, you know, in those ranges. But in South Africa, it's like 45% at the highest range, starting at like 20, 18% for the base. And then what people don't even see is there's a VAT tax, which is 15% on everything you spend. So no matter what, eventually they get their money, somehow the government gets it. So yeah, look at this stat. 43% of people actually filed and said they had 0%
as an income. So they're lying and they're getting away with it. This is like how it goes. So you have these things that you could leverage, I guess. This is a cool article, business tech. You should check it out on the taxes in South Africa. Uh, think about Goodwill. This is a good example I love because Goodwill is like, it's, it's something silly, but it's like the biggest nonprofit you can imagine. They're very profitable, extremely, extremely profitable because what do people do? They bring their free clothes to this place. This place takes it in, they sort it out. And then what do they do? They put a markup on it, they sell it to other people and it's like they made money out of nothing, like from thin air. It's like a genius business model. South Africa doesn't have this. We don't have anything remotely close to this. We have like economic things that people have developed. Like you can check out Tracy Chambers, the clothing bank. Uh, they're a nonprofit that I support and that my company supports. Uh, they help provide uh, opportunities for women, men, and the kids of families that are impoverished and things like that and who need opportunities. They'll like make clothes and they'll make appliances and they'll teach kids on cell phones. Super awesome plug. You guys should check out Tracy. She's been on a couple of cool shows as well. To move on, you could also try drive-through banks in South Africa. Actually, not really. You, This is a terrible idea. Think about this. Our poverty rates are so high, like one of the highest in the world. I think we were like top 10. Basically, if you were to have a drive through bank, I remember driving through Johannesburg with my wife when I traveled there on vacation. I was like, hide your stuff, don't show anything because people will break the window, take what you have. Or like with my friend, they put the gun in the window and said, give me your stuff, I hope you want to live today, right? So I want to live today, I'll give you my stuff. But if you had a drive through bank, people would run up, jump, grab the money as you're pulling it out, smash your window, you're sitting there, you're waiting. You, we have to rely on private security. They've already defunded our police because our police is so useless. So it's it's like a bad idea. It's an extremely, extremely bad idea to, to have to rely on private security for your safety, right? So just take don't take that for granted. I'm not making this political. I'm happy with whatever you're doing. There's a lot of different things about South Africa and you know, I mentioned them versus United States business. But something that you gotta know is the culture. The culture is very warm. Um, usually people have been through a lot so there can sometimes be negativity in the culture because power keeps going out the government literally owns the power system and we used to provide power to a lot of like uh, central africa things like that but over the years because the government has had control over our power system people have had to buy generators to keep their businesses open so you think like more emergency with businesses there's a lot of strikes there's a lot of things that can get broken um, so you should have insurances and things like that it just happens to be a very volatile environment but with that said you know places like uh, there's places that are more stable I would think like Cape Town and you could you know work on tourism and your business from that side of things that's one of the things you have to leverage as a foreigner for example the culture wise and I mean in the US if you think about it the, the things that you have to worry about you literally have more of a, he a heads up like approach where there's a lot of factors that are helping you make your business successful and your life successful to be poor in, in, in America is very different to be poor in South Africa like you know, a medium-sized Coke in South Africa is like this big and a medium-sized Coke in America is like that big. Uh, my grandma once complained because she's like, why is the coffee so huge? Yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, things like that, you, 
if you were to be poor, like social security, we don't have that in South Africa. So you can't rely on if you were, you know, disabled, things like that. You do have pensions sometimes in businesses that provide it, but very rarely. So you're kind of on your own. It's very community. Because we have so little infrastructure, people rely on community to be successful. That's like the way that it works. So you have like farming community, agriculture community, you know, like an African different tribes communities, you have uh, maybe English communities or communities that are uh, about sports and entertainment. And we really, it's called like Ubuntu. So people will pool their funds together. And I think this would be a very good advantage for you in the United States. And they would invest together. Now, obviously that's not the best uh, in terms of risk and your friends and family, but eventually we plan it out. We work it out in the communities in South Africa to be able to do Ubuntu community, right? Um, so in the US, that's very different. You're kind of on your own. So we're talking about taxes and as you can imagine in the United States, they hound you down, man. Like if you don't pay taxes, you'll go to jail. Like federally, it's, it's extremely, you can't avoid it, right? And you're looking at about 20% to 30% of your money pretty much goes to taxes. They don't even see their, like, you don't even see your taxes leave your account because Obviously, it's set up so that it, it gets taken out from every paycheck, kind of, you know, in, in a way that they came up with a solution back in the day where the, people just didn't like seeing a big bill at the end of the year. And so they were clever. They just tied it straight into your, your paycheck, you know, uh, for example. And by doing that, you end up not realizing your taxes are getting paid. A very clever strategy. But if you're a business owner, what you can do is an LLC, you save that money in a savings account, crypto account, investment account, build that interest for a whole year and then pay the government rather than pay it straight from your W-2 wages. If you can, that's a good strategy. But if you are on W-2, then it's not a bad deal either. You run it as an S-Corp and you come out ahead. Talking about legal stuff, oh my gosh, like you do not want to be in the United States and not have like a lawyer or someone to help you because People are so trigger happy, and I think Americans know this already. Uh, I mean, there came a time when just legally, the country is so advanced that it actually bites itself in the foot. It's not a great thing to have such legal complexities in a country, for example, and to have like your business held back by that just because it's so crazy. Now, I did ask someone, you know, what was one thing that they brought back, um, and one thing I thought that I that uh, one thing that they brought back so as a South African and they said the opportunity where it was difficult in the country allowed them to be more effective and more successful personally because they've been through such hard things and that makes sense right like you if you want to be good at coming from a foreign country and working in the United States you have to go there experience it put yourself in that difficult position and then come out of that I think you can still have a hard experience in the United States and uh, I just think there's a lot more cushion in this country so just keep that in mind like for example our politics you know you're afraid of your life literally on a daily if you're living in Johannesburg and you're cruising be between traffic lights when my wife and I were traveling you have to hide your stuff underneath your seats hide your phone otherwise like what happened to my friend, they stuck a gun in the window and he was like, do you want to live today? Just give me your phone. Don't worry about it. They take your phone, they go. Or they steal your car and things like that. Now if you, you know, there's, there's things that happen. You can't blame these people because 
you know, they still got to work hard, but they were put into poverty based on circumstances, based on unfair events that got them in that situation. So you can't always blame people. Now, that brings me to segregation. The U.S., you know, there's, we, it, just like South Africa, we had segregation, we had apartheid. So what's nice about America, and I, a lot of people may disagree or agree with me, is they've come a long way. South Africa is still like, I think we're only like 40 or 60 years as a nation. The U.S. is established for like over 200 years. Um, you know, they fought slavery and all that stuff. And there's still these things that go on. But the difference is you guys have come such a long way. I think that America is less, got less systemic problems than South Africa. And because we're so young in this problem that we're still solving, they were supposed to uh, do some land uh, distributions and during Mandela they had a goal. That, that goal was never met. And it's, it's it, the corruption that happened in my country is, is, is astronomical. Like for example, our one president built himself a village and called it Home Improvements. He built a pool and he said <laughs> that the pool is going to be used to put out fires. And they eventually called him and they gave him a spank on the hand, right? Of like, you're going to go to prison for like, I think it was six months. And the, the, I think he stole like billions from our country. So the, the difference in corruption is it's in your face in South Africa. We see it, we know it. In America, the corruption is hidden. The truth is hidden. It's like you have to navigate through all this BS to get to like the end of the answer. Um, but I do see camaraderie. I mean, I don't call 911 in South Africa. I dial private security, right? But the problem with that is when you go to the police system, they'll just like let you out or they won't even discipline anyone or do anything to like uh, make an example. So your policing system's screwed. This is one reason I don't like think defunding the police is always the, the best solution because then you end up with private security and you can't always rely on private security. Like I had to have three different private security numbers on my phone in case something happened. You, you, we have people, we have so much theft. Like I think South Africa's got one of the highest theft rates in the world crimes everything it just adds up so you deal with that as a business owner and you have to navigate that it also makes you resilient you're aware you you know you don't get yourself into tough situations where in america it's more free and fluid you tend to look past that and then you end up in a solution and it's a problem but that's one thing to to take into note and into account i do love the fact that our sports in south africa is so much more uh, integrated into the culture that it's not like it's not that obsessive I would say but it's fun and it's 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 different you know so yeah so we're in this segment now at this part there's gonna be an intro to uh, my nephew he's doing a little interview and we're going through questions that he wanted to ask me about South Africa this is really good because it's like straight from the horse's mouth this kid is super smart and has a lot of fun he did this for a school project so i volunteered to help him never imagined using this for the segment a lot of people ask me these questions anyway so let's go ahead and answer them as a rapid fire little segment here enjoy it his name's easton he's a super awesome kid cheers hello i'm easton anderson from miss howell's third grade class at rcs today i'm talking to my uncle Daniel Van Delberg about Perfect. South Africa. Hey, thanks for having me, Easton. Uh, this is the first time anyone has interviewed me about South Africa. What questions do you have for me? 
I have a lot. A lot? <laughs> cool. What part of South Africa are you from? So I'm from Nelspruit. It's a little town that's very much like a jungle. And really? Yeah, and it's hot. It's like hot, really hot. Really hot, like the beach. Did you see any any animals going in South Africa in your village? <laughs> that's such a good question. <laughs> Um, I can't wait for the day when you go and see South Africa. So you would see a lot of monkeys. A lot of monkeys? Monkeys are like squirrels. We don't have squirrels, but those monkeys were our squirrels. And they, sometimes if they, you left, if you leave a window in your house open, they'll come in and mess up your toys and eat the food in your fridge. <laughs> it yeah. happens a lot. <laughs> what is your favorite place in South Africa? Why? Favorite place is Cape Town. So South Africa is shaped like this. You'll see when you put it. Oh yeah, I seen, seen it. I seen Cape Town on. Cool. I looked it up, and yeah. there's a lot of cool of, stuff. There's a lot um, yeah. of big houses there. Anyway, very good questions. I love your questions. It's so good. What was your biggest struggle moving from South African culture to American culture? It's, it was people listening to what I would say and hear something completely different. So one time I said, could I please have a serviette, which is a napkin. But a napkin in South African means a diaper. And so the lady said, you mean a diaper? I mean, you mean a napkin? And I was like, I don't want a napkin because I don't want a diaper and I'm trying to eat my food, you know? And so that's always, that, that could always be the, that was my struggle. Okay, that is it. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate being on your show and uh, being interviewed by you. And I hope everyone enjoys your little episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So Manny the Mannequin was gonna ask me a couple of questions. This is a part of the video I had to add for you guys. So Ginger Man, what do you think about living in America and the costs? So living in America and the costs, it was like a huge shock. Like everything is triple or four times the price, right? Like buying dinner would be like five times what you usually spend. So you used to get like really creative on like first getting used to prices and then moving from there. Otherwise it's like impossible to cope with an economy like that when you're living in, in the States from South Africa. So tell me more about this e-commerce business. What businesses did you start? In America, so I thought e-commerce e would be very successful very quick to kind of scale I tried that out I tried to figure out what what I could do in there and what I found was I could flip stuff obviously from Goodwill from all these places and then eventually I learned that you can actually ar do retail arbitrage so if you're coming from a third world country into the United States, look at opportunities like that, working one job maybe at like a retail store and then doing another job to be like a hybrid entrepreneur. I see this happening in the economy a lot lately. People need two to three jobs to be successful. So like without that, it's like really tough to survive, even with inflation and all that stuff. You know, it's really wise to do that. I know one month I hit like 10K in e-commerce sales. It blew my mind. It was all like drop shipped. 
uh, it was automated and easy to do. Tell me about this foreign accent. I'm sure you picked up a bunch of people or like it was easy for you to get business done because you were a foreigner, is this correct? I wouldn't say so, Manny. Like if you think about it, my accent only lasts for like five minutes. Once you get to really know me, like do I like this guy, do I not like this guy? It's kind of human nature to filter out people who are more relatable to us. So sometimes your accent can be a negative because they see you as like an outsider or someone who's different, which is not bad at times. You could use that uh, as an advantage, but just remember that rule, you know, I'd say five minutes uh, and I, I can attest to this, you know, uh, I would sit and talk to someone and after like five minutes, I could see them just thinking differently and all that stuff. So you eventually flatten out in that curve, depending on how long they know you and things like that. Your accent can only go that far and sometimes your accent is annoying. <laughs> how would your personal life affect your business life in South Africa versus the United States? So that's a good question. I would say the gyms are amazing in South Africa. If you go to some of them, what happens is they've connected with the health insurance. So you go in there, you clock into the, the workout session. The healthier you are, the cheaper your health insurance is. And actually the big brand there is Virgin Active run by Richard Branson. Some of you know him as like a very successful business owner. He emerged into the South African market. He brought these hyper awesome gyms that are massive. They have pools, everything's clean and organized and you know your gym is connected to your health so you feel more incentivized to go work out because you get benefits financially from that that affected me a lot when i used to be in south africa like i was able to leverage the, the like the the mindset of how people love to work out in different areas i mean from state to state that's going to ch change as well uh, in america but personally that was a good like incentive and uh, a community like mindset when it came to working out you'd have like three to four people working out at the same time where I think in, in the US it's either someone who's solo or like a, two people working out. Very rarely do you see like a bunch of groups of people working out. Thanks for watching that video. We're gonna have Manny tell us a little bit about what the offer is in this video and some of the tips and tricks you guys could use. For today we're featuring a gift page. Right now there's a limited time. It says it's not available, but for those of you who wanna use the availability of that, click on the gift page, do the spin and win and you can get a up to $500 on your next big project uh, if you're living in the United States. If you're outside of the United States, you can get a free strategy session through that the same way that we do it. And then finally... Uh, there's also some deal structures in the bottom that you could read through. After that, I also send you the 11 secrets an agency is not gonna tell you video, which is like an hour long video that really goes into what I've learned as an agency owner, the things that made my business successful, the things that I did that failed, and then eventually kind of grew into an agency where we have like over 20 people working with us. So yeah, thanks for watching and enjoy the rest of the Money Brew content. May Daniel James take it away and we'll see you on the next one. Feel free to comment. Uh, we're doing a $50 giveaway uh, to anyone who comments, uh, likes and subscribes to the channel and we'll give that away on the next video. So see you guys, cheers.